Welcome to Page Break. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Madison. It's the best time of year, Mads. It really is. We just started the best time of the year. It's very exciting. I feel like it's also kind of like um, a Jeremy and Madison anniversary anytime spooky season comes around. It is. It absolutely is. I totally didn't even think about that. But you're absolutely right. Um, oh, God. So when, okay, so for everybody at home, Mads and I, this is not the first podcast we've done together. Uh, the first one we did, <laughs> very short-lived. Uh, but if, if you could call it a podcast. We were like the bad news bears. We weren't very good at it, but we had a lot of moxie and a lot of heart. Um, it, it was more of a YouTube channel without the video. Because I, at the time, I didn't understand that like there were ways of like combining audio with like from multiple multiple things i only knew how to record something badly on my phone uh we didn't have microphones we didn't have anything it was a podcast called scaredy cast which i still think is a fantastic title for a podcast i think Um, so too thank you and it was just a jeremy and madison watch a horror movie in in real time in real time (laughs) but we stop every like 15 minutes to talk about that movie instead of just doing like a movie commentary which is what we should have fucking done we do a weird half commentary because i was like oh people aren't gonna ever care about watching the movie so we'll we'll hop in and out and we'll do it that way stupidest thing i've ever done Um, it's still an interesting concept but i don't think it was well executed like i like the idea of that one, because it's unique. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that other than, like, director commentaries. It's true. And even that, like, it just keeps going. But, like, I think that <laughs> if you're really a big fan of whatever we're covering, that would be awesome. Because people who like things a lot mm. like to get reactions. I mean, that's why right. reaction. Well, that's why uh, reaction videos are so popular on YouTube. Yeah, the way so, to have done. Yeah, the way to have done that would have been to. Re- the way we've done, to have done it would have been to record us watching mm-hmm. it visually, then rip the movie onto the screen, time it so that you see direct reactions to things that are happening on screen. Which we had that thought, but we also didn't want to deal with any one copyright stuff, and two that was a lot more work, and we were both in college. Looking right. looking back now, we had we both had way more free time then than we do now. <laughs> and yet somehow we weren't going to do put the work in to make that other thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think at the time I was mostly worried about getting like sued, but in fairness, yeah. we could totally fucking do that, and nobody would give yeah. a shit. Nobody I mean, care at all. all of all of YouTube basically does that right now. Exactly. There's so many channels that are just people ripping stuff and talking about it. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. But yeah, so it is spooky season, and for spooky season this year, uh, we are going to do spooky movies and spooky shows, and that is why I chose. Usually, I'm the one who picks movies. It's just what I do. It's my jam. But I decided to step across the aisle to, like, if, you know, like we're going to compare me and Madison to political parties. She's the television party. I'm the movie party. <laughs> and I'm picking a movie next week. So we're just, we're switching it's, parties. Everything is bass backwards right now. But so I picked a sitcom, not just any sitcom a sitcom that actually also has a weird history with me and Madison. Because Madison, if you remember, years ago, back when we lived in Baton Rouge together. 2015? Uh, we, 2015, yes. We did not live together, but we lived you know, in the same, in the same place. Um, we had a film festival uh, that we went to that was in Baton Rouge, the Louisiana International Film Festival. Super, we, super awesome. It actually was a good time, actually. What was that? We both volunteered. I did not volunteer. Oh, really? I thought you did. No. I, oh, I did. 
surprisingly, because I was not very outgoing, but I volunteered to help at the film festival. Yeah, no, I, I've never volunteered for a film festival in my life. Not for lack of wanting, but like, I don't know, I've either had school or work or whatever. It's never really worked out. But we went, I don't know why, but we went to... <laughs> but we went to a screening of a movie that we went into the theater, sat down. We never, neither of them seen this as a New Zealand movie. And the guy walked up on the stage and he basically said, I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. This is the best thing you'll ever watch. Your eyeballs will explode in your brain. You will never laugh harder than what you're about to watch. And me and Mads looked at each other and we're like, <laughs> okay. Now, the movie we watched was What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Taika Waititi's. What we do in the the shadows. I like the movie way better, but the show is good too. Fascinating, because I'm the exact opposite. Because when I watched that movie, we both had that moment where we're like, I remember being like, that was funny. It wasn't the greatest. It is, it is. But like, here's the problem. When you set something up as the greatest thing ever made, and it's really good, but it's like, doesn't break your brain like an egg. He should have never said that, yeah. No, he should never have set it up like that. But yeah, which because you're saying I've never I've not watched the movie since then. I remember it fondly. I don't remember it as like gut punchingly yeah. hilarious. I need to rewatch the movie. So um, do I. Yeah. Mostly because in the subsequent years they made a sitcom called What We Do in the Shadows, created by Jermaine Clement, uh, who also starred in the original What We Do in the Shadows, and Taika Waititi is also involved with the show and has written and directed some episodes. Um this is a weird okay here's the thing what we do in the shadows as a movie structurally is already is almost is weirder than the show because the show follows the office template basically yeah which the movie also does but like it's weirdly backing its way into it's almost more comfortable being a tv show in that format of like interviews documentary style like real-time shit happening um, as opposed to the movie, which played itself off in the same way. I think the only reason I preferred the movie based off of what I can remember, and I could go back and watch it and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I take that back. I was young and dumb. But <laughs> I think that what my issue with the TV show is, after this, honestly, after the first episode and a half, I'm already kind of checked out. Like, it's really funny. Dating. Like, it's really funny. And I appreciate it because that is the kind of humor that I really like. But right. for some reason, like, almost all of the the jokes and the shtick is kind of over by that point. So like, I think it was the best film ever as an indie film <laughs> of like, okay, let's just sit down and like for yeah. the next like 50 minutes, you're going to mm-hmm. have a really good time. And then you're out of that world because yeah. it's stretching it out over episodes. I'm like, Oh, cause like the pilot, no matter how many times I watched the pilot, I still laugh as hard as I did the first Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Cause the, the pilot is incredible. Uh, it is so, the- so good. The second episode loses me, like somewhere around the middle. Every time I've watched it like three different times, and it always loses me right around the same time. I will say the se- okay, so so for every all the kids at home, because I'm sure you guys know this, but what we do in shadows is basically about it's a documentary series about vampires and their day to day lives all living together in the same house. It's the same concept as the movie, except for now everything takes place in America and not New Zealand. Although this show takes place in the same universe as the movie because late in the first season, spoilers, the characters from the movie show up, which might get you to watch more of this fucking series. I really just need to give it a chance because here's the thing. Like, and, and I, so I've watched this series almost every episode multiple times with Kristen because it's our 
comfort show um mm. after 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 the god awful made me want to throw up debate the other night we turned on what we do in the shadows that is that is the thing that is our happy time that's where we sit um and why i love it so much is frankly why i think that the pilot is shot is such a vast improvement over the script of the pilot is that the characters are comforting Mm -hmm. they are people that are so obtusely stupid but in a really well-intentioned way that they're a comfort to be around um, that I have found. In the script, it's a little bit different. They're, yeah. a little, they're a little more terse. They're a little, like Nandor in the script is a little more conniving almost. He almost has an agenda. Hmm. Whereas Nandor in the show, who's ba- he, who is not our lead, but is kind of the leader of the, of the trio, the quadrille of vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of a big, dumb, dumb, dumb. Like he's just, he's just stupid. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. I think that the characters all have warmth. Yes. And I can see how that could be lost in the script because something like this, especially comedy that mm-hmm. is so specific. I feel like you almost need either one, like a really, really talented writer, not that they yeah, weren't, but like course. to get that same energy into it, you would yeah. kind of have to see the actors play it out. That's the thing. Cause so many of the best lines and moments in, and, and even running jokes in the pilot aren't in the script. Um, the, the, my favorite thing and me and Kristen's favorite thing to quote just around the house is, Creepy butter. That's my favorite line of the whole thing. Isn't in the script. It's not in the script. And and that it ends up being a thing where they even mention it later when Andor and Nodger are just like, it's Mm -hmm. paper. It's great paper. I got the creepy paper. It's it's my favorite thing ever. It's the best joke in the world. Because Nand looks like in the script, like Nandor straight up references FedEx. Like he knows that exists, which is so weird because in the show. None of them know anything. It's like they've been sitting in this house for 200 years and don't know anything about, like, they know vaguely about the internet. They know vaguely about the world outside, but, like, they know nothing. And Guillermo, Nandor's familiar, is the only access to any of that world or anything like that at all. Um, and, and and here's the thing about this show, and I know you haven't gotten past, like, episode and a half, but, like... I think way back I got further, but I don't remember. The thing about the show is that, like, and the, and the pilot susses this out because he's the person you start and end the episode with. The main character of the series is basically Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo, who is Nandor's familiar, has the best emotional character arc over the course of the show. Um, and this in this pilot episode, as filmed especially, really highlights that. Um, mm-hmm. Going from this fanatical kid who grew, who wanted to be a vampire's familiar to be a vampire to spoilers his arc is he's going to be a vampire hunter um and that's in his blood is that he's like descendant from vampire hunters and he doesn't know that and he starts actually like he over the course of the first season he starts just accidentally killing vampires and realizing that yeah like realizing that's his destiny and he's like freaked out by it okay that's really really clever and i do like that a lot Right? But I think that last year or the year before, whenever it came out, yeah. and I remembered the 
movie we watched. Yeah. I did watch it. I don't think I finished it, but it definitely got further than the second episode. So yeah. I do kind of remember that, but I definitely need to go back and watch it. Well, and it's like, it, it definitely, this it, it's one, like any series, it honestly does get better as it goes. Mm-hmm. Like the first few episodes of the first season are very much like, like, it's kind of like their own bottle episodes like weird shit kind of comes up and they have to deal with it like i mean you could totally fall asleep during the second episode of the office and it's a great show (laughs) right fair now like do that do do other parts of the second episode of what we do in the shadows where they go to the city council and try to like take over staten island by like hypnotizing (laughs) the city council like that's just great like parts that are they're fantastic um i also just love that there's a part where um to uh this is just me listing parts of what we do in the shadows that i love and we'll get back to more specifics in a minute but there's a part in the second episode where uh nan uh um, laszlo the other male one of the other male vampires in the house is trying to 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 curry favor with a city councilwoman and she says oh well we have a raccoon problem we're really having trouble he's like i will help you to gain favor with the city council so then he goes and he's like trying like i can deal with these raccoons and he goes and he like goes next to a raccoon that's going to the trash be like hello my fellow nocturnal friend and then you see the raccoon just nip at him and he like speed runs away to back to camera and he's like the fucker bit me <laughs> apparently i overestimated our kinship <laughs> he just goes back mm-hmm. and just starts murdering raccoons and leaves them all on the doorstep of the of the city councilwoman and he's just like and she screams upset and he's like why is she so upset this was a gift mm-hmm. um it really comes down to like the, the there's a level of just general obliviousness that every mm-hmm. single one of the the the, the main three vampires uh because you have three actually old age like blood sucking vampires you have laszlo naja and nandor you also have a psychic vampire whose name oh, is colin so robinson funny. he's so good the colin concept robinson, is so funny it's amazing right and just like he he's normal he's just a dude He's just mm-hmm. a dude who lives with the rest of these blood-sucking vampires. And but he oh, is an energy vampire, and everyone I, knows these people, yeah. And they low-key... But the thing is, they're low-key scared of him because mm-hmm. he's, he's the only vampire that can feed off other vampires. So he just, like, bores people into submission or makes them uncomfortable into submission and feeds off of it with their energy. And it is fascinating to watch and <laughs> there's a wonderful thing just the wonderful thing in the pilot so okay so basically the pilot is uh pretty simple uh the, the vampires have been there for like 200 years they get a letter in the mail from this guy named the baron who is the lord vampire and he's coming to america and he's basically coming to see if they've done what they were told to do which is conquer america for vampires now they haven't done that. They haven't even left Staten Island, which is what Nadja says is where the boat dropped them off. That is the <laughs> funniest, the funniest freaking concept ever. <laughs> like ever. They're just lazy. Like you could have written that concept on a piece of paper and given it to me. And I would have been like, yep, that's amazing. Best show ever. There's just like this. There's like um, uh, uh, Laszlo's in this little interstitial thing where he's just like the Baron wanted us to take over America, but the place is fucking massive. (laughs) So I think that this is the type of humor that I think um, only people thirty-five and under can think is really funny. Fascinating. Like I, I guarantee you, if you showed this to like any like. Gen X or older, they. I don't know like, they'd get it. No, they wouldn't. They'd be like, like "What the 
what? Because like, it had, like yeah. I'm sure that they would think some small things are funny, but like the concept would not hit as hard because this is total internet humor right here. Like this is oh, like 100%. Millen- this is like millennial <laughs> humor. Like it, this is like the internet put on yeah. TV. Like the that's concept, a great the, way to put it. The concept, the culture, the jokes, the quickness, and yes. one of my one of my major notes on this was that it was constant quick jokes, which is yes. what keeps your attention. And that's all I personally think that all stems from the millennial culture. Of, you have to pay attention. I mean, yeah. well, if you think about it, comedy before the internet was like long form comedy. Very much so. So like movies, TV, it was all very stand up, long form, even stand up like traditionally stand-up was long form comedy where you tell yeah. a story and then it wraps up at the end and it's a callback. Right. Well, now it's just constant jokes because of our attention span and our mm-hmm. culture now. So, I mean, yeah. I really think that this is just like for a special audience. <laughs> well, it's, it, that's an excellent point that you make because like I've noticed that with recent, recent comedy that res- that I respond well to is that kind of, rapid fire Mm -hmm. pay attention jokes are coming hard and fast great Mm -hmm. example of that is a show that is not really it is scripted but not is um mr kristen i also love mystery science theater and if you watch old mystery science theater you can almost get bored sometimes because their jokes come about three or four jokes maybe a minute like you'll go good 20 25 seconds sometimes without a joke and you're just watching the movie the most recent two seasons of mystery science theater that they rebooted these jokes don't stop you have a joke every Mm -hmm. five seconds and it is i I prefer that so hard because like if if one joke doesn't hit if you can pull it off like but like if one if one joke doesn't hit the next one might hit or the next one might hit like you're you're constantly moving forward um and it just leads to just you rolling and cackling Mm -hmm. um but that's definitely what this what this does but also it's what's funny about what we do in shadows is like it's like off like the office format but with that extra level of millennial style jokes. Oh, yeah. Because like it's it's just little quips and little moments. Mm-hmm. I'm just like it's like the it's like one of my favorite bits in the in the pilot is when um when uh, uh Laszlo and Nadja are talking about the Baron and they're separate There's, sex yeah. affairs with him. As <laughs> if the like, other one doesn't know. They don't. <laughs> it's just like yeah. a very intense love affair, very animalistic stuff. <laughs> so see, honestly, acrobatic. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I didn't, re- I didn't read the script, so I can't speak to like what yeah. the writers, what the writers did. But yeah. the idea of um, this duality in the scene is amazing. Like the way that they did one, the side by side framing, and then their two stories, and then they come together on the couch, and then now they're telling the story of how they got together, right? Or I don't know if it's before or after, but it's in the same sequence. Um, Very close to it. Yeah, because because it's all cutting away from them downstairs reading the yeah. letter from the Baron. And we're getting all this this exposition. So then <laughs> it's in real time reaction to getting both of their points of view. So when he's right. telling, you know, what he saw and how majestic she was, we can literally see her deadpan to the camera. <laughs> of what it was really like and so it's just like layers and layers and layers and also the way that they do the dialogue where yes. he goes like um i was hypnotized yes, yes. it's like i hypnotized i hypnotized him 
<laughs> he's like uh, he's like i was i was <laughs> i was the most handsome man in my village and she's immediately right, like exactly. his village was hit with a terrible bout of leprosy <laughs> yeah so like they totally <laughs> they bounced off each other like yes. it, like improv and yes very much know, so i don't know if that was in the script but like the way that they decided to film the scene mm-hmm. was perfect there are certainly a lot of lines that are really funny that are from that are in the script that you can kind of tell are scripted. Like there's that, mm-hmm. uh, like N- Nandor has that line where he's like, uh, Guillermo is my familiar, but sometimes he's a little <laughs> too familiar. If you know what I mean, right. <laughs> he's just standing right beside him. There's a lot of great documentary, like mm-hmm. POV humor, which is really great. Um, but there's also the lines like the creepy paper. That is not <laughs> the script. Creepy paper. It's creepy paper. Creepy paper. Creepy paper, master. Creepy. Oh, multi-pack. Uh, there's all those kinds of bits where it's just like, oh, you guys just came up with that on the day, and that's fucking hilarious. Well, um, and, and two, they do, and I hate to sit, like mention this in every single episode that do we do, it. but like the rule of threes again with some of the jokes, like they keep yeah, it consistent. They and do. It's, it's almost like a ping pong, like um, when the meeting first starts and he says, "Close the door." Yes. And, and then he says, "Close it more." And then, it, <laughs> but then it comes back later yeah. when the energy vampire. What's his name? Colin Robinson. When Colin Robinson comes back and he opens the door, it's like the door is funny. Not once, but twice. Not twice, but three times. Three times that, exactly. they, they got three laughs out of close the door. <laughs> How do you get three laughs out of close the door? It's so good. Like, and it's like great. It's so good. And it's like, there's even like, so there's some, a lot of weird changes between the script and what ultimately did. And a lot of them are story based. Like in the script, when we're, when they're all being called down to the house meeting, we don't know about a letter. Like we just know, Hey, we have a house meeting, everybody house meeting. And they kind of bicker back and forth for a long time, a good number of pages before he even says, Hey, I've got a letter and we're from the Baron, and we're going to read that in the, in the episode. Boom. Yeah. Right. Immediately. We're like, okay, this is what this is. Oh shit. That's probably a big deal. And then they all go down there. They're just bickering about having to do it in the fancy room. But it's <laughs> also, it's also, we are wanting to know what the letter is just as much mm-hmm. as they are. So we're just, precisely, we too are like, come on, come on, just read the letter. We have a reason to want to, there's a secret that we know is going to happen. So we're led along in a much more active mm-hmm. way. Um, another interesting thing about the, the, the script is written is that Guillermo is much older. It's not labeled that he's much older, but he has been a, a familiar for Nandor for, t- for 20 years as opposed to 10. So okay. it seems like he's much, he played like a much older person, which is interesting because to me, a lot of the, like we said about every one of the characters, every one of the characters in this is lovable in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. they are like, it's whether it's Nadja in her way of, okay. So the lady who plays Nadja, uh, her name is, I, I need to look this up because, because it, she's important. Um, her uh, Natasha Dimitrov, Dimitrov, I, I'm, I, I can't pronounce that properly, but that's who plays Nadja. She is in this, but she's also in the uh, flower version of Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. It's like a topiary style Great British Baking oh, Show. Yeah, yeah which, which is actually really fun. But <laughs> in that show, she does the whole like, you are my sweet baby sh- little lamb an- angel darling fluffer. No, like she does this way of speaking that is Nadja. Which makes me think that oh she definitely created that way of talking in that character like when she's when she's like Nandor is like a big turkey just starting around and just and it's like and it's just like it's so interesting how each person creates that the mm-hmm. the human part of their character where it makes you like really 
care about them because they feel unique and not just well, like rando vampire. Taika Waititi uh, directed this too, right? The pilot, yes, he did. I well, believe. I feel like a lot of that comes from his directing style. Mm-hmm. Like he's not too yeah. um, tied down to what he would have written or what he wrote or what he yes. is producing. He is very like open to the actors making it their own. Mm-hmm. And like so. anything he does has that warmth and chemistry to it. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. De- definitely. And it's like, and also you can tell that the, the interview segments mm-hmm. are such a gift to a show like this, because if something is confusing, cut to an interview segment, you can explain yeah. something much quicker. If something and isn't add funny a joke. and add a, and add a joke, if something isn't funny, cut to an interview segment, get a reaction, do something. You have the freedom of this style to throw jokes in right off the fucking bat like immediately and unrelenting like unrelentingly which is another thing because he is he was called nandor the relentless because <laughs> i would never he relent, would never relent. <laughs> you know what i think i appreciate the most about the feeling that i get from watching this show yeah it gives me the same feeling that i get when creed has a line on the office fascinating I don't, that's very specific and has nothing to do with it, except for like all of Creed's interviews or his dialogue have yeah. that like absurdity that's just like, mm-hmm. what? And it's, it's the same kind of laugh of like, what? <laughs> it's, it's the same laugh in yes. like the same belly laugh that mm-hmm. I get when whenever Creed has a line. Well, what I find with what with, with the show and, and all, all around and every kind of episode is like, the the humor of this show hits me the same way that like the humor in a good like in Mel Brooks's best work does. It's funny when you watch it. It's almost funnier to quote it later. Like <laughs> yeah. creepy paper is funny. Creepy but creepy paper, paper is really, really funny three months later when you're just in the house going, creepy paper. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is funnier than that. And that the show is full of full of jokes like that. there's an episode there's a there's a uh, episode in season two where um Nadja is 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 paranoid because she thinks that witches cause all their problems so it's just like if something bad happens or she trips she's like the fucking witches i'm not saying that Nadja is hysterical but she blames everything on witches <sighs> witches are near like every little fucking day like it's just it's and then later on they actually find witches that are actually fucking them up. So anytime like they'll just like trip or like I'll hit my nail hand on something like the cut witches and yeah you know, that's just that's what we do. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's it, also just okay. There's a thing with actors sometimes where like if they're given like a fake gun, sometimes they'll like make a gun noise. Apparently that was a thing in in like uh, the Last Jedi with um. Oh, what is her name? Um, Laura Dern, where when she shot her blaster, she actually made the noise of pew, 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 pew. And you actually see her do it in the movie. You see her mouth go pew when her gun fires. I wonder if that's why um, the guy who plays Laszlo, whose name I'm, I'm blanking on, uh, Matt Berry. I wonder if that's why when he turns into a bat, he actively says, bat. <laughs> oh my God, I know. Bat. That cracks me up every he time. Does he, that, does he does that the entire time. He does it for two seasons. That is, a, that is a running joke. That does not stop. Is that in the script? It cannot be. It's not. It's absolutely okay. not. That's totally <laughs> just someone on set having fun. That's just, just going, bat. He does um, it every fucking time. Bat! 
So you were um, saying that Guillermo was originally supposed to be older, right? That is my guess because in the script they don't list an age for him, but Guillermo is is said to have been he's been Nandor's um familiar for twenty years. I wonder as opposed if, to ten. I wonder if they made that change when they started doing the whole LARPing thing because he's having to recruit young people and that would be a lot less problematic in like a not funny way as if like some old right. man was trying to get Bernie Feldman to come to his lair. Right, that's the thing. Or whatever her name is. Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Ber- Feldstein. Bernie Feldman <laughs> is a tax attorney in Tucson, okay? Okay, whatever her name is. I love her dearly, but I, I couldn't remember her name. Yes, who she, I mean, she continues. She's a, she's in the entire first season. She has an arc through the whole first season. It's great. So um, I think him being younger makes that funnier. Oh, a hundred percent it does. And it also, cause, cause here's the thing. It's in the script. Like Guillermo Steele, like goes for LARPers in the script, but he's not a part of them. That's well, the also, difference. Also telling his story of seeing um, Interview with the Vampire yes. and seeing the first Hispanic vampire on TV right. and how that emotionally touched him. Yeah. That's also that's a, very funny That's point. very sweet. Yeah, And, and having a, him be a kid then is much funnier. Well, also, can we just talk about how, and this is in the script enlisted, is the, the title sequence for this, mo- for this show is one of the best I've ever seen. Don't sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and out of this world. Yes. Because not only is it super clever, but if you're watching the show for the first time, you get this entire relationship of these people in a title sequence through the ages as we show images of them going from when they became vampires to current day. Um, like it's, it's so effective how you can just show like Nadja and Laszlo in the fucking eighties dressed out like punks and like them sitting at a dinner table covered in blood and like them in the subway, like all these random ass yeah. like Polaroids that make them feel real. It's also a very catching song, and even if oh, you're not so paying attention, you kind of snap to attention and like look at the sequence. I I do anyway. It is a title sequence that I rarely skip because mm-hmm. the song is so good, and honestly, I always catch something new in the images because there's so many pictures that kind of flash up. Um, I also love that too about just the the style of the show, which is very um, it, like we said, there's a lot of quick jokes. They'll throw images up as b-roll just from like ancient etchings and drawings and shit of mm-hmm. vampires like and, and they mix in ones that you know are fake like there's one when um when lazo's talking about how him and the baron are really into an- animalistic stuff there's mm-hmm. an image of that looks like the baron in the show that looks like an old engraving but he's like pissing in another man's mouth and she's yeah. like, what the fuck is this it's like a bunch of subliminal <laughs> yes like subliminal jokes like very much so your brain yeah. is just constantly having to process what's going on right it's Um, it's also it also helps to have the 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 historical representation it just feels more real it gives it it feels more like you know this is a documentary and these are b-roll that you throw over a documentary like the the aesthetic is all there really nice well this concept is well it's not new because i'm trying to think of another example of like exploring one world that is possibly fantasy it doesn't have to be fantasy but exploring one world Mm mm-hmm through the lens of another one interesting you know yeah i'm trying to think of something like, like that too like you're like using your imagination to create the comedy like the fact right. that this even if there were no vampires and it was just like time travelers in modern world yeah. like the same idea of, like, it would still work yeah right it would still work um so yeah, like that, i don't know 
that is what creates a lot of the a lot of the jokes even without right even without dialogue right it's just inherently funny i mean it's like we see him in the craft store with the giant cape just like walking through like fluorescent lighting (laughs) like that's funny right it's wonderful and it's like and even just like in the first two seconds of the show it's just like uh guillermo's opening up the coffin but the coffin sticks and she's, he's just stuck yes. in the coffin as they're trying to open it up. And then he just, he rises from the coffin. He looks at it and he's like, he's like, is it cool? And he's like, it's very cool, master. <laughs> and then they've got the credits. It's so, it's so like, like Guillermo is such a, a fascinating character to me because like he's so put upon by every single person in this show. Mm-hmm. And you just see him slow. Like, and this is another thing that the pilot does well as shot. That's not in the script. It's like the arc of Guillermo is that he basically, becomes disenfranchised and wants to leave and, and slowly figure out that he's like a vampire hunter in his bloodline. Um, in the pilot, as written, they don't have that moment at the end where... They don't have two things. They don't have the moment at the end where he like opens the curtain and like lets the light come in as like a fuck you to, to, to Nandor. Uh, it just kind of Where ends. he thought about it. Exactly. It just kind of ends, it. which is weird. Uh, also, there's a wonderful bookending moment of like... You have that part early on where Guillermo's kind of explaining that like... Like, like that it's his 10th anniversary with Nandor. And he's like, I think he's going to make me a vampire. And so we have, again, we talk about threes, right? He says that there. Later on, we talk about the Baron coming in. He's like, I think the mm-hmm. Baron's here to think that, I may, that he's going to make me a vampire. And then at the end, when, he, when he's like, <laughs> Nandor's like, you think I forgot the special anniversary for the many years of service? And he's like, close your eyes. And the camera closes his eyes. And he opens them. And Nandor has a, a glitter painting of him with Guillermo and Guillermo's a vampire in the glitter painting and Nandor says the words I made you a vampire yeah he <laughs> has to just, explain it so you almost get four laughs out yes, of it yes and Guillermo's just because Nandor's like this is for your two years of service and Guillermo's like crying he's like 10 <laughs> years 10 years, 10 years. <laughs> and then you have another moment where he sits up like, like he's about to like acknowledge this big mistake or like decide yeah. to finally change him and then he just lays back down. <laughs> he's, 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 like, he's like, 10 years? Okay. lies <laughs> back <laughs> I love the tiny coffin moment a lot where he has a toy coffin. That's right. I forgot about the tiny coffin. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's man. one of my favorites. It's so good. And also, I just like the general, there's a general running joke in the series that like they can, ne- they get virgins but they can't, they never eat the virgins. Something fucks it up. It's great. Because like this one, this one, they have two virgins that are supposed to be for the Baron. But then when they come back down, they realize that Colin Robinson is just talking to them for the last hour and drained them of all their fucking energy. Um, so it's like, well, they have no nutritional value anymore. So this is wasted. Um, it's so good. Um, let me see. What else? One, what else? one of my other favorite jokes was the... Um... They didn't like the color of our skin. Or that, or that we killed all their people. Yeah, probably that. Probably that, yes. Yeah. So also, so like the, this is an excellent pilot because frankly, every single actual story thread that will follow through through the series is introduced here. Uh, like Gregor, uh, Nadja's 
perpetually reincarnating, perpetually being beheaded uh, lover that has been passed mm-hmm. through the centuries as like an English lord or a Belgian washerwoman. Or I think one time he's a horse. Like it's just, he always keeps reincarnating as these other people. And she finds this, this security guard who she's like, that is my, that is my lover, Gregor. And he's like, what? Uh, <laughs> she's just like, watches him jerking off in his apartment. She's like, yes, that is the face he made when he got his head cut off. That is my Gregor. And that, th- that arc tracks throughout the entire fucking season. Um, where where her like side piece is this random fucking security guard that she keeps going back to, um, yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's heartwarming and cute and definitely worth worth watching. Um, yes, at least for Halloween if you're not into spooky stuff. That's basically my take on it. Is like I, it's worth giving a shot to the pilot because like the pilot's it, worth it no matter what. It is. And, and and look, I think honestly, like, it's one of those shows that if you're going to sit and just like, if, give it three episodes. And if you're not like into the humor, like, okay, cool. That's totally fair. And I think, but I think if you sit, if you get through that point, once you get all the character shit down, because mm-hmm. it, it's such a character based comedy. Um, yes, it's situational. Yes, they, they have things thrown at people, but it's just like, it's these people being perpetually ignorant and not caring to learn about anything and like how they decide to deal with things in the most bass backwards way possible. It's like the second episode is the, they're like, how do we take over the local government? We'll go to a city council meeting and they go and, and Nandor tries to talk, like give the big, we will subjugate your people and blood will run through the streets to a city councilwoman. She's like, um, okay, this is a zoning meeting. Actually, if you want, that's a general issue meeting. You can do that next week when we have that one. Then you can come back and you can, we can hear what you have to say. It's um, very Staten Island. It's very Staten Island. Also, yeah, just I love just the general joke of just they're on Staten Island. Uh, it's just they didn't even get to like New York proper. I love the idea of the lazy vampire. Like, that's so it's funny. It's great. It's great. And they're like forced into being like actually <laughs> bad vampires. They just like, they just want to live their lives, man. They just want to do their thing. Uh, there's a great joke in the beginning where it's like uh, they're in the house meeting and they're like, uh, there has been there was a man half drunk in our in our holding cell and he's like he was drinking yes. like, no you, he was half drunk you have to drink what you have you cannot just leave people there <laughs> and then the sharpie thing where you have to like yes. uh, write your name and date if you're not gonna finish your food <laughs> that's like that's a good idea Naja very good very good input which is interesting because in the script actually they go a step further because Nandor there's a joke where Nandor uh, says that. There was a man in the cell who says he's been there for five birthdays. I gave him a birthday card. <laughs> oh my god! And Nadja's uh, like, "You should have just killed him." He's like, "Well, then I killed him, but I gave him a birthday card first. <laughs> it's very, it's interesting in the pilot as written because, like, it's much more. There's much more detail, weirdly, about like, not detail. Maybe it's not the right word, but there's certainly a, a, an extra level of like of vampirism about it like it's not character specific it's like we're going to give you details about vampirism and that this is what they're doing and that somebody can be there for it's also it's weirdly more ridiculous like it like the show is more grounded than the script the script has moments like that where it's like a guy's been living here for five years how the fuck what like that's a good joke but then when you think about it like how the fuck was a guy living in there for fucking five years that's not even possible (laughs) like one thing has to work or the other um and the show does a really good job of of treat of of allowing that um 
that that it's like if you live with a bunch of stupid people but those people just happen to be vampires which is what makes it relatable which was makes it funny which is what makes it you know heartwarming in a weird way and, and comforting where you need something you know exercise to, to think yeah uh sorry my internet cut in and out so i don't know if i was talking over you <laughs> <laughs> um, i heard i heard of something think i think that that would be a really fun exercise in imagination yeah because i mean you can see where they totally just had fun with it like relating yes. it back to like everyday stuff it's like okay here's your concept now sit down and spitball which was honestly some of my favorite moments of like being in a writer's room absolutely so you can totally feel those like aha moments where they were mm-hmm. like haha that's really funny let's write it down yep, yep. yep. but you can't begrudge them for it because it's all it's hilarious so you're like i see what you did there right but it's also really funny and clever why didn't i think of that frankly yeah the best thing they think could have done is like you're, you never want the script of this to be funnier than the show like the fact that the show yeah. found so much more humor is so fascinating and just just kind of weirdly comforting about the idea of like you can create something that's this good but on the page you can mostly have it there and then you find it later like there's a level of just constant creation that comes with that um Mm -hmm. like even the moment where they're when the baron like is awoken and he notices the documentary crew it's the first time the documentary crew is ever addressed in the show. And he's like, who are these people? And then Nandor's just like, it's, it's a documentary crew. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a natural piece. So just act normally. <laughs> just move the fuck on. Um, it's so good. Um, yeah, cannot recommend my, this highly enough. My one last um, tidbit that I thought was hilarious was Please the, do. Stair, the Stairmaster. The Stairmaster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like a really quick little joke that just got thrown in, but it was like them trying to find their meeting room for the yeah, Baron. Yeah, they're trying to find a good meeting room for the for the Baron. And uh, they yeah. came across the energy vampire. Yes, Colin And Robinson. they, so they were like, well, we'll just do it in the attic. We can't do it in the attic. The Stairmaster's in the attic. Well, we'll move the Stairmaster. <laughs> Dude, there's more Stairmaster shit in the script. There's a whole thing where it's like they bought it thinking it was a torture device, but then people just kept losing weight and that what they were just getting fit. (laughs) I mean, that's funny, but you can totally see where you don't need that. Yeah. Well, where you're just like sitting in a room, even if it's just a room with yourself and you're just throwing ideas at like, right. Um, Stairmaster, how can we make that funny with vampires? Here we go. That's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, there's a, there's a, a setup payoff mm-hmm. that feels very written in the script whereas in yeah. the sh- in the in the pilot itself there's a lot of just like shit that's just thrown out that's just funny that, yeah. that, that you can't really see coming um which is why it feels so fresh and frankly i think is probably why the second episode doesn't feel as fresh for you because yeah. it's a lot of that stuff that i can that you can tell it's like they wrote this and had they had to burn yeah. through it they find their because I guarantee you this pilot was like sitting around and like getting revised constantly mm-hmm. forever. And then once you're starting to write an actual season of television, it's a lot quicker. You got to burn shit out. You got to film stuff and go and move. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to find your footing. There's a reason why, you know, shows take a while to find their footing sometimes, yeah. especially well, after think, the pilot. I think the format of the show was like the style that we keep talking about yeah. combi- combined with the documentary style filming mm-hmm. makes it, a comedy show, a live comedy show that you wish you had been able to go to. Yes, very much so. Like, I'm kind of like, 
live comedy is only funny in small doses and if they're mm. professionals and really good. Agreed. Yes. Otherwise, nothing, yeah. Otherwise, you're just kind of there supporting your friends. To be nothing honest. worse than nothing worse than unprofessional live comedy. Yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of like yeah, I'm at an improv show. Even improv yeah, people will say they don't like improv. I'm sure they don't. Improv's hard as shit. So what? But what this feels like is a show that like was actually successful. Yes, because very much. The so. documentary style puts you in the moment. The style of the comedy makes it feel like fresh, like it's yeah. just happening, like you're right. not watching a TV show. So yeah. it the it is a successful show. I just need to like get through the second episode. And also, you're saying it's okay if you don't like it. Like it's like it's one like I do it, like it. <laughs> I just I gotta okay. get through it. Some things aren't people's cup. They care shit. Look, dude, I don't like the fucking office. Like the office yeah. does nothing for me, and people but lose yet their you minds like over this. it. But this kills me. This is my shit. Like this, I love the office. I can't stand, but it's like, everybody's got their vibe and like some things that are just popular just aren't people's vibe. There's nothing wrong with that. That is true. You're just very good at picking shit that I like. <laughs> like you're, just, you're just really good at picking things that I'm going to burn through in like three days. You've yet to pick a show other than the 100, which you don't talk about that. I, I mean, don't, I haven't finished in some capacity. Yeah, that is yeah. true. I try and like weed out all of the bad things. Because <laughs> I know I've shown you several movies that you just suffered through for, for my benefit. I wouldn't say suffered through, but <laughs> would I have watched them on my own? No. Would you have watched Moneyball on your own? No. Would you have watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid on your own? Nope. Yep. <laughs> I would have had to like... I would have had to like be in a class and then be like, okay, you have yeah. to watch this. Yeah. 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 That's understood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it were shorter, I think I would have really liked it. Yes. That's but the thing. I knew that it was really long and I was just kind of like, okay, okay get, it. get with the program. Like, right. I mean, it was good. I just needed to take like an Adderall or something to keep it focused. <laughs> well, well, what we do in the shadows, you can definitely, if you imbibe, please imbibe away uh, and enjoy. So I don't know if Adderall would help you with the show. I feel like something no. that would mellow you out a little bit would probably be better. Yeah. Uh, and you and you enjoy yourself quite a bit. Um, it's a good, it's a good hangout. It's a good background. It's a good like you're just chilling and putting it on. Mm -hmm. It's a, and it'll just keep rolling right, right along. It's a, it, I love it. I hope I, Madison can come around on it one day. If she doesn't, that's also okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But okay. I think that my passion for the pilot episode makes up for the fact that I don't love the second episode. Dude, skip the second episode. Just okay. skip it. There are plot, the plot threads don't matter. Like okay. you can frankly skip. I mean, I've already seen it three times, but like <laughs> I will skip it next time Fine. around. Skip, skip the second episode. Go right to the third episode. I think the third episode is where they, they, they deal with some werewolves. Uh, okay. That's quite funny. Um, because here's the thing, Matt, you have to get, here's the thing, you have to get through it because I need you to get to the last episode of the season. I need you to get to the episode where they are brought before the Vampire Council. Oh, and the God. Vampire Council is made up of characters from other movies and TV shows that were vampires. Oh, that's genius. Okay. I know. Hello. How I many episodes are there? There's only like 10. There's really not many. It's a, it's a short, they're short seasons. Okay. Um, I'm looking at it right so now. So I'm I'm bitching for no reason. I can We're not bitching it. for no bitch. reason. It's okay not to like things. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's honestly it's, I think I think what it is is the second episode is a little slow. It is. 
And That's I just fair. happened to have to watch it like three times. Dude, actually, I'm, I'm a liar. You don't even have to get to the end of the season. You have to get to episode, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You just got to get to episode seven. That's doable. Erica liked it too. We can watch this. Okay, cool. Well, we will check you back in next time on on what we do in the shadows, the, the Madison saga, mm-hmm. to see if she's gotten far and how far they've gotten or if they enjoyed or if she gave up after episode three. Okay, what world are we living in that you recommended a comedy and my next one is a scary movie? I love this so much. We I totally was trying, swapped. I was trying, because I, what we do in the shadows is a revelation that like consistently is the gift that keeps on giving that I was like, oh, I can bridge the gap. I've got a show I can introduce to Madison. And Madison is introducing a movie to me from one of my favorite filmmakers that I haven't seen yet. That I'm so did you watch psyched. the first one? No, and I don't intend to. <laughs> okay, stupid. yeah, just skip it. I don't know what in the world possessed them to make a great second movie (laughs) and a horrible first movie, but I was severely disappointed. Okay, so we watched Ouija 2 last year. Right, yeah. First. Yeah. Like, we watched that one first. I don't know why we watched the second one first, but we did. And then we went back and watched the first one really excited because we were just, like, pumped because we loved Ouija 2. And we were like, awesome, we get it again. No. No. No, 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 no. It was horrible. From my understanding, they have nothing to do with each other other than they, they both involve Ouija boards. Um, It's kind of like backstory. So you kind of get in the first one, you get the backstory to what right. happened in the second one. Because it's basically you a prequel. It would, you would think it would be backwards, but right. it's not. So, yeah. But look, anyway. Mike, Flan- Mike Flanagan wrote and directed that movie. Mike Flanagan has yet to make a horror movie that I don't fucking love. Um, what, else, what else has he done? He has done a movie called Hush on Netflix, which you guys would love. I think, um, yeah, I watched that. Uh, he did Hill House. Yeah, that was good. He's doing Bly Manor, which is coming out in a couple weeks. He did Dr. Sleep. Um, he did Gerald's yeah. Game, which is also on Netflix, which is amazing. Um, How do you is, get so many consistent good horror movies? I feel like no one does that. <laughs> he's the only one. Like, dude, he's the guy. Like, he is wow. the he is the most consistent how did they get him for ouija 2 when ouija 1 was bad because he because he hadn't made much then at that point i think he just made i think he just made one movie it was a karen gillen movie called uh Uh, oculus i think that was the only movie he had at that point and then he made ouija 2 which got him some acclaim he makes hush then he Hmm. makes gerald's game which is an unfilmable book that he makes into a fucking fantastic film uh it's a movie it's a story about a woman who during a sex her and her husband try to spice up their sex life by going to a oh, cabin yeah. in the woods and, and she gets chained oh to, a, to a bed and he yes. has a heart attack and she's stuck there. That's yes. the movie. And it's amazing. I really wanted to watch that. Okay. I need to go back and watch that because I, really, I recommend. I remember recommend. the trailer. I remember the trailer vividly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. High recommend. Uh, but yeah, and then he does Hill House, which is great. And then and, and Dr. Sleep, which is a whole other level. He does. He is the he is about to make another Stephen King adaptation. He might be three for three and which is the best anybody's see, ever done for Stephen King adaptations. See, I'm remembering now why we bonded over movies because we both <laughs> like movie like we both like scary movies a lot. Yes, yes, we do. Whereas you know a lot more about other movies and I don't, <laughs> we can at least get passionate about scary movies. Very true. Which means the next month is going to be great. Yes, it will. This is going to be awesome. All right, Matt. So that's what's coming up next. Next next week, we're going to be doing Ouija 2. Um, but so, definitely check out what we do in the chat. It's on Hulu. Um, very accessible for anybody and, out and there. And watch, watch Ouija 2. So you'll be And watch Ouija 2. Up. Exactly. So we can gush about it as I'm very excited for this. So 
We're going to get to that next. Uh, happy spooky season, everybody. I know the world is really kind of shitty right now and everybody's very upset and very sad. But look, me and me and Kristen put up our Halloween decorations September 1st. We're tr- oh, this, yeah, this is our balm against everything else. I know Madge are the same way. So <laughs> enjoy Halloween. We're going to get through this together um, and we're going to have fun while we do it. Yes. All right, Mads, let's wrap this up. For Page Break this week, I'm Jeremy. And I'm And break. Am I devious? Yes, I think I am. But as the old saying goes, I didn't come here to make friends. Well, that's bullshit. That's exactly what I came here to do.